you're listening to Proclaim Gospel, coming to you from Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Your host is Evangelist Joel Gums. Welcome back to Proclaim Gospel. We are continuing with the second part of our moral compass. And just as the illustration was given the last time about the magnetic compass being an important advance in navigation because it allowed mariners to determine their direction even if clouds obscured their usual astronomical cues such as the North Star. It uses a magnetic needle that can turn freely so that it always points to the North Pole of the Earth's magnetic field. Now, would you want to be on a cruise ship without a compass navigating the high seas? What if your captain comes on and says, this is your captain speaking, we are about to embark on this cruise on the high seas, but I must let you know that we do not have a compass or navigational equipment. What will you do? Would you remain on that cruise? Well, that is what we do when we live without accepting Yahweh's moral compass, His Ten Commandments. Let us pray. Father in heaven, I want to thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. As we continue with this very important study, I pray that you would open up the hearts and minds of those who hear, that they would be convicted and convinced that your moral law is to be kept today. I pray that you will beat back the forces of darkness, evil angels that will try to confuse their minds. Let your word have clarity, I pray, in your son's name with thanksgiving. Amen. Now, I will ask the question, is a Christian who has faith and is living on the grace freed from keeping the law? Let us see. Sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin or break the law because we are not on the law but on the grace? Certainly not. Romans chapter 6 verse 14 and 15. Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. Romans chapter 3 verse 31. So you see here, the scriptures teach, the scriptures teach the very opposite. Grace is like a governor's pardon to a prisoner. It forgives him, but it does not give him the freedom to break another law. The forgiven person living under grace, the forgiven person living under grace will actually want to keep Yahweh's law in his or her gratitude for salvation. Let me give you another example. Let us say that I'm driving down the road and I break the stoplight. It says red, but I proceeded and the police pulls me over. And the officer walks up to me and says to me, did you know that you, you broke the stoplight? And I say, yes, officer, give me a break. And he began to scold me and chastise me and said, I ought to give you a ticket. But because you were honest enough to say, yes, you recognize that you, you broke the stoplight, I'm going to give you a break. But if you, if you were to ever break the stoplight again, you will be taken to court. Now, when I turn off on my way driving and I go to the other stoplight, do I, because I got a break and I'm under the grace now by the police officer, go and break every stoplight from there onwards? No, I don't do that. The minute that the officer gave me that break and sent me on my way, 
I was driving on the grace, but that does not mean that I continue to break the law. So this is what it is with the Ten Commandments. Yes, we are living on the grace, but living on the grace does not mean that we continue to break Yahweh's law. No, whoever that person is who thinks they can do that is sorely mistaken. The Ten Commandments of Yahweh are also affirmed in the New Testament. Many people say that the Ten Commandments were nailed to the cross when Yeshua was crucified and that it was not kept in the New Testament. Well, let's take a look and see what happens. This is Yahweh's law in the New Testament. And the first one says, You shall worship Yahweh your Elohim, and him only you shall serve. Matthew 4.10 And the second one, Little children, keep yourselves from idols. 1 John 5.21 Since we are the offspring of Yahweh, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by an art or man's devising. Acts 17.29 Let's look at the third commandment in the New Testament. That the name of Yahweh and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. 1 Timothy 6 verse 1. Number 4. He has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way. And Yahweh rested on the seventh day from all his works. There remains therefore a rest, keeping of the Sabbath, for the people of Yahweh. For he who has entered his rest has himself also seized from his works, as Yahweh did from his. That is Hebrew chapter 4, verse 4, 9, and 10. Commandment number 5. Honor your father and your mother. That's Matthew chapter 19 and verse 19. Commandment number 6. You shall not murder. That's in Romans chapter 13 and verse 9. Commandment 7. You shall not commit adultery. That is Matthew chapter 19, verse 18. Commandment 8, you shall not steal, Romans 13, 9. Commandment number 9, you shall not bear false witness. That is found in Romans chapter 13, verse 9. And finally, commandment number 10, you shall not covet. That is found in Romans chapter 7 and verse 7. So you see here, the Ten Commandments were also referred to in the New Testament. Now, the law of Yahweh in the Old Testament says, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make unto yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down yourself to them, nor serve them. For I, Yahweh your Elohim, am a jealous Elohim, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, unto the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. This is the third one now in Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. You shall not take the name of Yahweh your Elohim in vain, for Yahweh will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahweh your Elohim. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days Yahweh made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, 
and rested the seventh day. Therefore Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. This is in Exodus chapter 20 verse 8 to 11. Now the fifth commandment in the Old Testament. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which Yahweh your Elohim giveth you. Exodus chapter 20 verse 13. Exodus chapter 20 verse 12. Now this is the sixth commandment in Exodus chapter 20 verse 13. You shall not murder. The seventh commandment. You shall not commit adultery. Exodus 20 verse 14. The eighth commandment. You shall not murder. Exodus 20 13. You shall not commit adultery. Exodus 20 14. You shall not steal. Exodus 20 15. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Exodus 20 16. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. That is Exodus chapter 20 verse 17 for the 10th commandment. There you have it. You have it from the Old Testament and you have it from the New Testament. How come they are saying that the, oh, that the Ten Commandments is not in the New Testament? I have just given you all ten in both the New Testament and the Old Testament. Now you will ask the question, are Yahweh's law and Moses' law the same? And I will answer and tell you no, they are not the same. Now let us review the following contrast. Moses' law contained the temporary ceremonial law of the Old Testament. It regulated the priesthood, sacrifices, rituals, meat and drink offerings, etc. All of which foreshadowed the cross. This law was added till the seed should come. And that seed is Yeshua HaMashiach. You will find that in Galatians chapter 3 verse 16 and 19. The ritual and ceremony of Moses' law pointed forward to Yeshua HaMashiach, his sacrifice. When he died, this law came to an end, but the Ten Commandments, Yahweh's law, stand fast forever. Find that in Psalms 111 verse 8. Note this, Yahweh's law had existed at least as long as sin existed. The scripture says, where there is no law, there is no transgression or sin. Romans chapter 4 verse 15. So Yahweh's Ten Commandments law existed from the beginning. Men broke that law or sinned, 1 John 3 and verse 4. Because of sin or breaking of Yahweh's law, Moses' law was given or added. Galatians chapter 3 verse 16 and 19. Till Yeshua should come and die. Two separate laws are involved, Yahweh's law and Moses' law. Let us look at them together and draw a comparison or the contrast. Moses' law, it is called the law of Moses. That's in Luke chapter 2 verse 22. But Yahweh's law is called the law of Yahweh, Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 24. Moses' law is called the law contained in ordinances. That's in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 15. Yahweh's law is called the royal law, James chapter 2 and verse 8. Moses' law was written by Moses in a book, 2 Chronicles 35 and verse 12. Yahweh's law was written by Yahweh on stone, Exodus chapter 31, verse 18, and chapter 32, verse 16. Moses' law was placed in the side of the ark, Deuteronomy 31, verse 26. Yahweh's law 
was placed in the ark. Exodus chapter 40 and verse 20. Moses' law ended at the cross. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 15. Yahweh's law will stand forever. Luke 16, 17. Moses' law was added because of sin. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 19. Yahweh's law points out sin. Romans chapter 7, verse 7 and chapter 3, verse 20. Contrary to us was Moses' law. Colossians chapter 2, verse 14. Yahweh's law was not a burden. It was not burdensome. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 3. Moses' law judges no one. Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. However, Yahweh's law judges all people. James chapter 2, verse 10 to 12. Moses' law was fleshly. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 16. While Yahweh's law is spiritual. Romans chapter 7, verse 14. Moses' law made nothing perfect. And that's in Hebrew chapter 7 and verse 19. Whereas Yahweh's law is perfect, and that is Psalms chapter 19 and verse 7. There is the contrast between both law, the law of Moses and the law of Yahweh. Now, how does the devil feel about people who pattern their lives after Yahweh's Ten Commandments? Let's look at it in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 17. And the dragon, the devil, was enraged with the woman, the true church, or the woman is the true church. And he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of Yahweh. And here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of Yahweh. Revelations chapter 14 and verse 12. My brother and my sister, the devil will always be after anyone who keeps Yahweh's commandments. He persecuted the church because they kept Yahweh's commandments. There is proof all through history. Anyone who keeps Yahweh's law, they always have a hard time. I remember when I was in the police force, I, I was always having a hard time being pressured to work on the Sabbath. But I did not. I stood up for Yahweh and he stood up for me. I went to Guyana, South America with a friend of mine here, another police officer. And one of my training days was on a Sabbath. And I told the coordinator, I cannot come out to this training program on Sabbath because I'm a Seventh-day Adventist and I'm going to keep holy Yahweh Sabbath. She threatened to send me back and called the Attorney General of the day and tell them that I am not going to the course on that day. Well, needless to say, she did not call the Attorney General and I finished the course. My brother and my sister, when we stand up for Yahweh, He will stand up for us. And I know of other people who lost their jobs because they are not working on Sabbaths. And even when they begin to go to that job and do not work on Sabbath, they are victimized and all sort of things the enemy brings up against them. But let me tell you something, Yahweh will always stand up for His people. The devil hates those who uphold Yahweh's law because the law is a pattern of right living. So it is not surprising that he bitterly opposes all who uphold Yahweh's law. In his war against Yahweh's holy standard, he goes so far as to use religious leaders to deny the Ten Commandments while at the same time upholding the traditions of men. No wonder Yeshua said, Why do you also transgress the commandments of Yahweh because of your tradition? In vain they worship me, teaching as doctrine the commandments of men. Matthew chapter 15 verse 3 and 9. And David said, 
It is time for you to act, O Yahweh, for they have regarded your law as void. Psalms 119 verse 126. Christians must wake up and restore Yahweh's law to its rightful place in their hearts and lives. Too many people who say that they are Sabbath keepers, Seventh-day Adventists, are not standing up, are not proclaiming the gospel, are not living the life before the world. When they are supposed to be standing up for Yahweh, they are buckling under pressure. When they are supposed to be standing up at work and refusing to go to work, they are going to work. Let me tell you something, my brother and my sister. When we do not stand up for Yahweh, we are not setting the right example before the world, and the world will not take Yahweh's law seriously because you are afraid to stand up you are afraid of persecution stand up for Yahweh and he will stand up for you indeed doesn't the Bible say that the law was or is faulty of course not the Bible could not say that the law is faulty the Bible says that people were faulty Yahweh found fault with them Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 8 and in Romans chapter 8 and verse 3 the Bible says or the scripture says the law was weak through the flesh it is always the same story. The law is perfect, but the people are faulty or weak. So Yahweh would have his son live within his people that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us. Romans chapter 8 and verse 4. Through the indwelling of Yeshua. So if Yeshua is not in you and me, we cannot keep the law. It is by his power, his grace, his strength, why we can live and we can uphold the law. What does it mean when Galatians 3 verse 13 says that we are redeemed from the curse of the law? Well, let me tell you, the curse of the law is death. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. Yeshua tasted death for everyone. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of Yahweh's eternal life through Yeshua Hamashiach, our Savior. So he redeemed all from the curse of the law or the death of the law. That is why Yeshua died that death on the cross. That was the second death that you and I were supposed to die and redeemed us all from the curse of the law and in its place provided eternal life. Now don't Colossians chapter 2 verse 14 to 17 and Ephesians chapter 2 verse 15 teach that Yahweh's law ended at the cross? Now this is a big bone of contention among all the Christian denominations. So no, these passages both refer to the law containing ordinances or Moses' law which was a ceremonial law governing the sacrificial system and the priesthood. All of this ceremony and ritual foreshadowed the cross and ended in Yeshua's death, as Yahweh had intended. Moses' law was added till the seed should come, and that seed is Yeshua, and that is found in Galatians chapter 16 and verse 19. Yahweh's law could not be involved here, for Paul spoke of it as holy, just, and good as many years after the cross, and that's in Romans chapter 7 and verse 7 and 12. So the scripture says, love is the fulfilling of the law. And we find that in Romans chapter 13, verse 10, and Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 40. It commanded us to love Yahweh and to love our neighbors, ending with the words, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Do these commandments replace the Ten Commandments? No. The Ten Commandments hang from these two commandments as our ten fingers 
hang from our two hands. They are inseparable. Love to Yahweh makes keeping the first four commandments, which concern Yahweh, a pleasure and a love, and love towards our neighbors makes keeping the last six, which concerns our neighbor, a joy. So you see, love fulfills the law by taking away the drudgery of mere obedience and by making law-keeping a delight. Psalms 40 verse 8. When we truly love a person, honoring his or her request becomes a joy. Yeshua said, if you love me, keep my commandments. John 14 15. It is impossible to love Yahweh and not keep his commandments because the scripture says, this is the love of Yahweh, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. He who says, I love him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 4. My brother and my sister, how can we say that we love Yahweh and we do not keep his commandments? How can we say that? I will ask the other question. Doesn't 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 7 teach that the law engraved in stone was to be done away? Oh no, that's another lie from the pit of hell. The passage says that the glory of Moses' administration of the law was to be done away, but not the law. Read the whole passage of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3 to 9 carefully. Read it again. The subject is not the doing away with the law or its establishment, but rather the change of the location of the law from the tablets of stone to the tablets of the heart. Under Moses' ministration, the law was on stones. Under the Holy Spirit's ministration, through Yeshua HaMashiach, the law is written upon the heart, Hebrews 8 verse 10. A rule posted on a school bulletin board becomes effective only when it enters a student's heart. So the rule could be there on the bulletin board until the child graduates. As long as the child does not keep that rule or have it in his heart to remember it, it is not effective. Likewise, keeping Yahweh's law becomes a delight and a joyful way of living because the Christian has true love for both Yahweh and man. And Romans chapter 10 verse 4 says, Yeshua is the end of the law. Does this mean that it has ended? Of course not. End in this verse means purpose or object, as it does in James 5.11. The meaning is clear. To lead men to Yeshua, where they find righteousness. It is the goal. It is the purpose or end of the law. So why do many people deny the binding claim of Yahweh's law? Well, here it is. It's as simple as this. Because the carnal mind is enmity against Yahweh. For it is not subject to the law of Yahweh, nor indeed can it be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please Yahweh. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of Yahweh dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the spirit of Yeshua HaMashiach, he is not his. Romans chapter 8 verse 7 to 9. When you are carnally minded, when you are not spiritual, you will find it a problem to keep Yahweh's law. And you will always be finding fault. They will always be finding fault and bashing those who are keeping the law because they do not want to keep it. They don't want to even consider Yahweh's law eternal. Now were the righteous people of the Old Testament saved by the law? Now that's another good question. No, no one has ever been saved by the law. All who have been saved 
in all ages have been saved by grace. I say amen to that. For we are not under the law, but under grace. When we break the law, we come under the condemnation of the law. But when we are of the Spirit, when we are living in the Spirit, we are living by the grace of Yahweh. This grace was given to us in Yeshua HaMashiach before time began. The law only points out sin. Yeshua alone can save. Noah found grace in the eyes of Yahweh. Moses found grace, Exodus 23 verse 17. The Israelites in the wilderness found grace, Jeremiah 31 2. And Abel, Enoch, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and many other Old Testament characters were saved by faith. According to Hebrews 11, they were saved by looking forward to the cross and we, hallelujah, by looking back to it. The law is necessary because like a mirror, it reveals the dirt in our lives. Without it, people are sinners, but we are not aware of it. However, the law has no saving power. It can only point out sin. It cannot save me. It cannot save no one. It saved no one, nor will it save anyone. Yeshua and he alone can save a person from sin. This has always been true, even in Old Testament times. So why worry about the law? Isn't conscience a safe guide? Oh no, the scripture speaks of an evil conscience a defiled conscience and a seared conscience, none of which is safe. There is a way which seems right unto a man, but the end of it is the ways of death. Proverbs 14.12 Yahweh says, He who trusts in his own heart is a fool. Proverbs 28 verse 26 So my brother and my sister, no one has ever been saved by the law. No one has ever been saved by the law. And all who have been saved in all ages have been saved only by grace. For by grace are we saved. We cannot be saved by keeping the law. We are only being legalistic and the scribes and the Pharisees were trying to be saved by keeping the law. But when Yeshua came, he pointed out their faults and their flaws and they wanted to kill him many times until he was nailed on the cross at the right time. Because being hung upon the cross meant that you and I should be there. But his grace, his mercy, his love kept him on the cross. So the Ten Commandments, yes, they're still binding today. John the Revelator said that when he envisioned, he saw the Ten Commandments in the Ark of the Testimony. That's Yahweh's character. And no one can move them from Yahweh's throne. No one can move them from the throne of God of Yahweh. Oh, Heavenly Father, today I thank you for your word made plain. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. Help us by your grace, O Heavenly Father, to obey your precepts and judgments, your standard by which we will be judged by the law of liberty. Satan has been trying to blind the minds of so many that your law has been done away with. And that is why there is so much crime, so much sin, so much violence in the world. No respect for one another, no respect for you because preachers are teaching that your law has been done away with. But Father, I pray that you will speak to someone out there today that they would learn that what I presented today is your word from the scripture and that they would ask you for grace and for strength to keep your law. Father, I praise your name today and I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your son. I thank you for dying for me on the cross of Calvary and for saving many who would hear your word. This is my prayer in your son's name with thanksgiving. Amen. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, 
You can write us at Proclaim Gospel, P.O. Box 336, Rowtown Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Or you may email us at ProclaimGospelVI at gmail.com. Our telephone number is 1284 547 4601.